Welcome to the Black and Boulder podcast, brought to you by Anthony, myself. This is the first of many podcasts entitled Black and Boulder, brought to you from Boulder, Colorado. I uh, just wanted to touch in and uh, share a few of the experiences and um, what my family's been going through here. I am a single father of three daughters and one son, and the theme of the podcast is going to be uh, surrounding the experiences of our family on an everyday basis living in Boulder, Colorado. Beautiful place to live. Uh, Colorado is quite a beautiful place. Excited to be here. To begin, I guess I should just give a little explanation of how exactly my daughters and son and I got to this situation where I'm raising them alone in Boulder, Colorado. So um, without going too far back into the past, into my childhood, um, for the sake of time, and since this is an introduction today, I will uh, begin with our traveling across the country from a beautiful place called Ithaca, New York, where there's a wonderful university, Cornell University and Ithaca College. The term coming out of that part of the state is Ithaca is gorgeous. I enjoyed my youth there uh, all the way through high school and even had an undergraduate degree at Ithaca College, which is great in history and social studies significance, and was raising my daughters uh, in that town for years. A beautiful place. My family's still there. I miss it greatly. Essentially, uh, unfortunately, situations became what they were, and um, while I was living in Ithaca with my two daughters, I, as a single father, I won custody. <laughs> One is a funny word, but I won, quote-unquote, custody of my daughters in 2010. Uh, so as a single custodial black father in New York State, I um, was taking care of my daughters. And uh, up until about 2013, I had separated from their mother years back. And their mother had become pregnant um, and had a child uh, with an individual in Ithaca, New York, who was uh, uninterested in raising his interracial daughter. I was called from a domestic shelter, essentially, and called in to pick up my ex-wife and her daughter and brought her to my home uh, out in the countryside, a beautiful place, uh, Ringwood Road, next to a national forest, a couple of housing stables and such, and began to incorporate myself as her father throughout that time. Essentially, my landlord ended up not paying his water electricity bill, something to that extent, and our apartment unfortunately became condemned. And this was about a week after the Super Bowl in 2014. We then were forced to live in you know, a hotel um, and essentially uh, forced into homelessness in Ithaca, New York. And decided, you know, maybe it would be best for us to take the initiative and get in my Volvo 850 1996 and drive across the country and see what else might be out there. Keeping in context that at this time, cannabis was just becoming something that was becoming legal throughout our country, and participating in the cannabis market in a legal sense was something that I was considering plausibly at the time as a way to sustain financial economics for my family. So essentially, we hopped in my 1996 Volvo 850 in the, in the middle of February 2014, freezing cold temperatures in New York State and drove west past Buffalo all the way uh, through past Cleveland to Chicago and then cut downward at a sharp angle across the country. I believe it was Route 80 and we were heading for Ukiah, California, which 
I had heard was a great place to participate in the cannabis industry legally in California. At the time, medical. Now, keeping in mind that in Colorado, I mean, recreational cannabis had just become legal in January of that same year, 2014, I was unaware of this, unfortunately, and as I was mostly focused on California and New York's cannabis laws. So, anyhow, we were heading towards Ukiah. We ended up driving, well, I ended up driving, I was the only licensed driver in the vehicle, for 27 hours straight till we reached the northeast tip of Colorado, where I stopped at the Welcome Center and rested for about four hours in the car while my ex-wife took three daughters and walked around the rest area while I was able to uh, catch up on some sleep. Um, as you know, when you're heading someplace, to look back or to head back at any point in time means that you may not continue your journey forward. So in the spirit of all matter moving, we continued to move, <laughs> and, and hence the 27-hour straight driving, which survived by Red Bull and, unfortunately at the time, tobacco use, which I've since quit. So we arrive in northeast Colorado. We enjoy a few hours of rest and a meal at a local diner that I will never return to, most likely. And then I continued to drive onward, keeping in mind that this was February of 2014 and it was freezing cold and there was a lot of snow randomly in Colorado and we were not from here. I decided that the fastest way to Ukiah would be through what now I know of as the Rocky Mountains through the Continental Divide, spanning off of Fort Collins area in Colorado. I would not make this trip again now that I'm a Colorado resident and now that I know what the dangers are of making such a trip, especially in a 1996 Volvo with your ex-wife, your two children, and your soon-to-be-adopted daughter who was about to be one years old. <laughs> so we uh, head north, um, west, and we ended up reaching southern... Uh, took, again, 27 hours to get across the country from Ithaca, New York to northern Colorado, and it took another 24 hours to get from about Fort Collins, central Wyoming, where we were able to find a rest area after traversing somehow the Rocky Mountains in the middle of February 2014. During that stretch of our journey is when we started to really notice the toll that the weather takes on um, truck drivers, essentially, because those are the only people that are on some of these roads out there, especially at these dangerous times in the winter, because we need our supplies in all of these random and rural and obscure locations that we are residing around the country. You know, we witnessed, unfortunately, some pretty terrible things, and at times some of the accidents seem as if they may be uh, on the verge of death for some of the some of the transporters some of the drivers and such and it was a humbling experience i probably was in fear for the first time in the entire journey as we traveled over the continental divide clinging to the excuse me clinging to the steering wheel you know my beige uh, knuckles turning white uh, my ex-wife looking at me with only a look of someone who's spent 10 plus years residing with you every day and watching your every move her, you know, knowing and feeling that for the first time in many years, her ex-husband was actually scared, which is a feeling that, as a father, uh, is not something that we can welcome or experience comfortably very often in our lives. And it was concerning to me. My children in the back also felt this energy, and 
the calmness and quietness came over us until we were able to pass through and somehow settle in rural Wyoming, which I will probably never say this again, but where we comfortably rested for the evening, finally in peace after 27 and 24, about 40, about 50 something hours of driving. After waking up to a huge elk and my now teenage daughter wasting all of my juice on my battery on my Android phone to stream some sort of cartoon, we then continued on westward towards Ukiah. Naturally, we entered Utah, which is a place I'd only heard about in maybe novels and people's experiences or expressions on their opinion of Mormonism and such, and uh, drove by the beautiful uh, Salt Lake into Salt Lake City, saw the beautiful Mormon castle, I guess you can call it, and um, the incredible mountain backdrop. We're able to take one picture in our bluster and fatigue, which I am unfortunately not able to find, and um, then continued on westward throughout into Nevada and essentially eventually into California, where we entered through what's known as Mendocino County, which is, according to some of the you know, uh, expressions on cannabis studies in California, is part of the Green Triangle as such. We entered through to the wonderful smell of pine and cannabis as you traverse through these beautiful mountains. It was wonderful weather, beautiful sunshine, a stark contrast to the rest of the country, to be perfectly honest. Um, no desert of uh, Nevada and Utah, no cold peaks of Colorado Rockies and the nasty emptiness of the Midwest and nothingness until essentially reaching Buffalo, New York, where there's the beautiful frozen waterfalls as you slide through to Ithaca and sliver down those extracurricular waterfalls that we have in that gorgeous town. So clearly and naturally, we breathed a air of relief as we entered California. We were welcomed in by a checkpoint, which was relative mockery, and headed again past the beautiful trees and wonderful smell of the burning cannabis as the end of the Obama administration has had decided to um, go through and repeal some of the uh, cannabis that had been grown for medical purposes. We continued on and on, uh, again, filling up another 24 hours from uh, Wyoming to eventually settle very late in Ukiah, California. Once we arrived in Ukiah, we realized, and by we I mean I, realized that this was not necessarily a place that fit my family's mold, and that it was little um, cannabis snobby or elitist in a sense, um, and again, that the structures of racism were very endemic to the system of cannabis cultivation in Ukiah, as they are most places across the country. It's a very racist um, market and becoming a classist market as well, seeing as the millions of dollars it takes to invest in the cultivation of this so-called holy plant. So either way, we decided, and again, by we, I mean I, decided that this was not a place we would like to exist for a period of time longer than 24 hours. We attempted to rest in a local Walmart and realized that they had a security in place and decided to park in a residential neighborhood and sleep it out. I woke up to a 
circle smudge wiped off on my windshield, which implied that someone had come up and wiped the mist off and looked in our vehicle at my family while we were sleeping throughout the night. I then decided to start the vehicle, fill up the gas tank, and head exactly in the same direction back that we had come the day before towards sunny, colorful Colorado. As we left Ukiah, I did not know where in Colorado or even in the world where we were going. I knew that it was confined to the limitations of our vehicle. Uh, We were not on a yacht, for example, so we were going to be in the contiguous United States. I did not have passports for everybody in the vehicle, so we were not going to head to Canada or Mexico. So at that point in time, I realized we should probably head back to Denver, Colorado, where I had heard had a decent Latina population and maybe a decent uh, black or African-American population, and that may be a place that we could settle that would offer opportunities that I was not able to find in Ithaca, New York. So we began the journey backwards again for another 24 to 27 hours back literally to the same exact Wyoming rest stop that we had been when we had stopped after our journey through the Colorado Rockies, literally 24 or so hours beforehand. We rested up there before heading south directly into Denver, Colorado, where we stayed for a few days in a hotel. I finally put out a pocket for a hotel. And um, before connecting with an organization in Boulder, Colorado that supports homeless families and moving up to Boulder, Colorado a few days later, and moving into a transitional shelter for a few months before transferring some housing support and moving into our first apartment on literally, I swear to you, this is the truth, on April 1st, 2014, we arrived in our first apartment in Boulder, Colorado. By that time, I had already enrolled the girls into school, in middle school and elementary school at the time, and we had celebrated my adopted daughter's birthday um, which was, which is February 20th, and was at the time, February 20th, 2014, the first day that we arrived in Boulder, Colorado. And that, my friends, my listeners, my acquaintances, my family, my colleagues, that was the first day that the concept of Black in Boulder as a podcast or a reality or a realization came to place. We were here. We had arrived. Black Proud, strong, tired, beautiful, and bolder. Thank you very much, folks. Please feel free to continue to tune in. I will continue the podcast series um, as long as I can and be trying to make it on a weekly basis, minimally. And uh, again, expressions of my experience as a single father And our experiences as Black in Boulder will be the theme throughout. Thank you for your time and your energy. I look forward to connecting with you in the future. And have a beautiful, wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening. And remember, good people, all matter moves.